Well, welcome everybody, and uh, it's good to have you with us. Uh, smaller, intimate gathering tonight. Uh, we've got a lot of folk um, off in different directions, but we're recording the evening for those who are not able to be with us in person, but we're glad that those of you who are here are here, and uh, most particularly, we're very glad to have our great friends Dan and Gwen Slade here with us. Thank you for coming, and uh, we're glad to have you. And uh, Dan's got a really wonderful story to tell us, the story of his life, or some of it. Um, <laughs> maybe not all of it. We want to get out of here. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but Okay, so there's the good news. We're going to be done by three. And uh, so that kind of gives you the feel for where we're going this evening. And uh, I'm sure that Holy Spirit is glad we're all together. And so he'll probably show up and do some stuff as well, which is also fine. And... Uh, so what we want to do to start with is simply focus our hearts on the Lord, uh, give him our worship, tell him he's worth it, um, make sure we just leave out at the, at the lobby there anything we brought in with us that doesn't belong in a time where we're going to receive from God and where God's going to lead us forward uh, another step. And uh, so Jane is going to lead us in some worship. And so... If you're able, why don't you stand? And please feel free to move around. There's plenty of space. So if you want to come and, uh, you know, flag or dance or anything, you can do that as well. And uh, Father, we're here for you. As we come right now, I have this sense of something so deep that we are standing on. Something so it's history. We are here today because of what has already happened, not just in our lives, but in this place and for all the words that have been spoken in this place, but also in the family of Catch the Fire and also through all creation. So I just feel like we're just going to enjoy this, the depth of what we're stepping into, maybe just as you step perspective of how big he is.
ourselves in you this evening. We delight ourselves. We, we are saturated by you. We become absorbed. We are in you. We are in you.
creation all composing sad and true the earth renewed the song has found its singer the darkness light the dead alive you are toward you my heart is open this moment this moment is holy I hear you calling I turn my face toward you my heart is open you're always pursuing
Nothing is like you, there's no one beside you. Hold me, you're worthy, you're worthy. in each one of us to give life to one another because that's what you've called us to to be your children to be a family to share the life of the spirit as we interact with one another and as we interact with one another it's like the coals of a fire causing each other to to burn more brightly and so we invite you to come and blow on the coals of each of our lives again tonight that our lives would be worship, that you would get the glory, and that everything you lead us through and you bring us through would be used to extend and expand the kingdom of God in us and through us to a hurting world. So we love you. We worship you. We welcome you deeper into our hearts. Have your way and lead us forward. In Jesus' name. We just had such a, a, a nudge when we sang Let My Life Be Worship that we needed to hand the microphone over to Dan because he's a man whose life has been worship. And boy, it's been a life, right, Dan? But uh, it's tell us more about it and cause the coals of the Holy Spirit in each of our hearts to grow more, more bright and burn more brightly because of how brightly he burns in you. We're glad to be friends. Welcome. Well, we are too. In Myrtle Beach with you guys, and and so is Gwen and uh, Jane. Thank you, Mark and Jane. Thank you for your hospitality. And uh, well, hi everybody. We've already met most of us. This young man here on the end. I'm not sure your name, sir. Ira. I'm Dan. Everyone else has introduced, except for Jennifer. Okay, great. Crystal. Hi, Crystal. I'm Dan. This is Gwen. We're passing through. <laughs> Aren't we all, right? Aren't we? <laughs> um, hey, it's great to be here. And um, we, we just want to drink of the Lord with you, really, tonight. And uh, let's just see how the, Lord, how the Lord leads us. But just even during the, win during the, um, the worship time, I just f felt the Lord 
practicing in my spirit, filling, filling, just to, just to get filled. And I believe that he just wants to give us all a new filling tonight. That's a good idea. I'm always open to a new filling personally. I don't know about you, but that's the word that I, I heard. So, Lord, we thank you that you're here. And we thank you that you fill. Shakatarabah. You fill, 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 fill us continually. As D.L. Moody said, we need to get filled again because we leak, right? And uh, so, Lord, fill us in our inner man, fill us in our soul, fill us in our body. And Lord, I pray that you release healing, uh, especially upon bodies tonight. Shakatara, fill our hearts and fill our bodies. With your glory, your glory, in Jesus' name, your glory, your glory, your glory, your glory. So we like to facilitate filling times. That's kind of what I, I like to do. And I'd like to see when the Lord comes as, as a wine giver, and I like to be the cup bearer. For when he pours out the wine. Fill. Fill, fill, fill. I know you're a professor at, we're at Elam. Over the, over the decades, over the centuries, really, um, <clears throat> there's always been this debate. Does God fill his people? And these theological different debates, and this is what it looks like, and this is how it should be. Methodists have their way. Pentecostals have their way. And uh, you know, the Baptists have their way, all about filling. And over the last 30 years, with the Spirit, I've, I've come to a theological con conclusion on, on how God fills his people. And for me personally, I think he's shown me that the answer is any way he wants. Any way he wants. That has been our experience. Ah! And I'm a good Baptist. I'm a very good Baptist. Baptist, what do they call it, Bapticostal? The Lord keep on filling, keep on filling. Because we need filling. Fill every vessel in this room. Tonight, any way you want. Let glory, wine, and angels show up in this atmosphere. Arriba. Arriba. Maybe Mark will explain that sometime. Uh, and maybe not. Arriba. 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 Do you know what that means? Come on. Exactly. Come on up. Get up. In Spanish. So one of the manifestations, unusually, that, that 
I had, uh, I have had in this river. Oh. In the river, unexpected things happen. We're going to have a river conversation tonight. Unexpected things happen. And I was preaching in Yalta, Crimea, Ukraine. In the year 2000, we lived in Ukraine, Gwen and I, and our five kids from 1994 to 2006. The river started flowing. Aaron Yalta, all you great historians, know that is where Churchill and Roosevelt and the evil Stalin divided up Europe, moving into the end of the of the of the end of uh, World War II. They kind of see what was going to happen, and we were right there. We were in that palace. We were at we were right in that room, and even that. Uh, replica table where they divided that up. But we have a church. We have a partner's church in Yalta. If one of our family member churches is in Yalta, no, it's under occupation right now. But um, <clears throat> well, I was preaching there in 2000, and the, the, uh, as I was preaching this word, Arriba, flying out of me. And I did not know what that meant. And every, uh, during that message, this word, Arriba, the Holy Spirit would just shout it out. And I, I thought it was just, you know, a spiritual tongue. And um, <clears throat> this kept on going on for about, for about a year. Where it was going. I would be preaching, Arriba. Would, would, would come out of me. And then some friends from California who were part of our movement, Dennis and Melanie Morgan Donor, I don't know if you remember them, um, uh, they came and visited us and ministered with us in Ukraine. They were from California, so they, they knew a little bit of Spanish. And they laughed when they heard this. And, uh, and they said, Dan, do you know what that means? And I, I said, I have no idea. I thought it was just a tongue. And, and they said, no, it means to, Reba means go higher in Spanish. And I, I discovered, because it happened so often, that I started doing a, a word study on it. And I asked us, even a Spanish professor about it. And he said, actually, the, the etymology of the word is to open up higher. Is to open up higher, to go up higher and to open up higher. So if you hear a Reba tonight, Logical premise. How does God finish? Ah, fire, 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 fire. I'm feeling fire on my body right now. And that's always a good sign. It's it's going to be a good meeting when there's fire. Mark and Jane. All right. Shakataraba. Arriba, arriba.
I love it, though. I love the wine. I love the glory. I love the presence. I love the feeling. I love the joy. I love the new wine. I love... <laughs> I would love a cup of water right now, actually. <laughs> You're able to walk? Sharaba. Filling. Filling. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord said that to the Ephesians in Ephesians 5:18. Now the Ephesians were already filled. If you read Acts chapter 19, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they were being they were filled so much that revival hit that community of Ephesus, and it shook people, and it shook the demonic world, and they chased Paul out of there because. The people got filled, and it was a marvelous, marvelous revival. In Acts chapter 19, they were filled. But then the Holy Spirit, through Paul, wrote them and said, keep on being filled. We, all, we know this, continuous present tense. Not just one time, but once and continually. Present, continuous. Just keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine. We're not allowed to get drunk with wine. But we, we are allowed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Arriba. Somehow the Lord put in those words, wine, and filled and Holy Spirit creating a, a parallel in our understanding that watch out in the same way that you used to get that wine of the world in you and your talk would change and your values would change and, it's, and you would buy the rounds for everybody because this crazy generosity hits you when you were in that condition, all <laughs> and your friends would look at you and say, you're not normally like that. <laughs> when that happened, of course, we just hear about that happening. None of us ever experienced that. <clears throat> okay. But now he says, keep on being filled. And you will sing in your hearts. That's the result of it. Something will happen in your heart. And the depression will leave and you'll start singing. So let's, let's, let's actually look at that passage right now before we start telling more stories. Araba. Well, this is a drinking meeting, friends. If you're not sure what this is all about, we're trying to we're going to obey the Lord Jesus, where He said, "Drink. If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink." Now, we've learned well how to think. We have. 
Now, I, I have a theological degree as, I, as well. I, I've only had four years. Uh, I like theology. I, I love it. I love the scriptures. We're rooted in the scriptures. We're grounded in the word. We met, Gwen and I met in Bible school, and we eyed each other in between Spurgeon's commentaries and Calvin's institutes. Somewhere in that Bible school library, we fell in love. So we understand all of, all of the necessity of that. Arriba! But at my particular Bible school, no one told me to drink. We skipped that part. From John chapter 7. None of our professors wanted to talk about that. They were either shy about it, embarrassed about it, didn't understand it, had had a previous relate or read about it and thought, that's not for me. Even though it's right in the scriptures, that it's right in the word of God, that Jesus said, if any man is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. So that's a command, actually. Our precious Lord Jesus, who died for us, gave his life for us as a substitute for our sin, died on the cross, was buried, rose again, and ascended into heaven, the one that we call upon for salvation, for eternal life, told us to come to him and drink sometimes. I shouldn't say sometimes. I would scratch that word sometimes out. Get a hold of the recording and scratch that out. Because, you see, everyone's going to drink of something. We, as human beings, spirit, soul, and body are created to drink. We're either going to drink of the spirit of this age or of the spirit of God. That's the only two options. And our, our, our bodies and our souls and our mental capacities and all that we are, you know, we have been drinking from the wrong fountain for decades, most of us. For decades! Drinking of the, of the wrong source. But Proverbs chapter 5 says, drink from your own well. Drink from your own well. But that's in the context of, of, of a bride and a bridegroom being faithful to one each other in physical intimacy. Drink from your own, own well. But we have an understanding that there is a heavenly bridegroom and there is a, heav and there is a bride and we are to drink from our heavenly bridegroom, the Lord Jesus. Drink from our own well. And we have the capacity to drink. Your spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, you have been made to drink. You've been created to drink. We have this capacity to take in atmosphere. We have this capacity to take in some kind of presence. It may be a dark presence. It may be a soulish human presence. Or it may be a heavenly presence. 
But we have the capacity to drink. And we do, actually. We have to just acknowledge that we do. And so, um, Lord Jesus said, if I sing and preach at the same time. I'm able to do that. I'm able to drink, sing, and preach all at the same time. It's amazing. <laughs> See, we're nervous about what it looks like when the Spirit of God comes upon us. Very nervous. In Acts chapter 2, audible felt wind. Not, not a metaphor. Not, not an analogy. Not this stands for that. It was wind. And God was in the wind, and it hit the physical sense of the people. That kind of made some nervous. And then fire, real heavenly fire. Because the Lord Jesus stands, if you look at Revelation chapter 1, and there is these fire around him. Fire is around him. So we, why should it surprise us if we're seeking the Lord Jesus that fire gets on us? If there's fire all around him. And in Daniel chapter 7, it says there is a, 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 a river. Yeah, a, a river of fire that comes before his throne. Lord, come. Lord, I want to get close to you. What am I feeling? And it says that others of them looked like referring to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the normal church. Normal church. What the church looked like. Church didn't start with Peter handing out scrolls facts. Pocket scrolls. He knew the scriptures. You look at the sermon, he knew the scriptures. There was no problem with it. But it started with encounter. The church started and was propelled and catapulted into the age that we are in right now by encounter. Heaven came to earth. Boom, boom, boom. 
Boom, boom, boom. Heaven. That, that heavenly realm, through those physical manifestations of wind, fire, and wine, Jesus stretched out his hand and released his life and released heaven on weak people like you and me. They were probably praying, but they were probably hiding as well in Acts chapter 2. Days before, weeks before, they had renounced, ran, cursed everything they could. All of a sudden, when they got filled, arriba, arriba, arriba. Oh, when I leave, and if he can't, when you get to heaven, the Lord will explain it. you the Lord said worship he was going to fill I want to get filled by the way and I have a great job I get paid to drink on the job <laughs> now Here's the deal. Here's one of the deals. This is the fine con this is the fine details of the contract. <laughs> when you get into one of the lines. And all the lines is one of the lines. It's going to be humbling sometimes to be identified with the wine. It's going to be humbling. But, oh, Acts chapter 2, because you come to verse 12 and 13, and it says that some were amazed, some were perplexed, and some mocked. 
Those will always be the three reactions, the infilling and the coming in, in new ways of the Holy Spirit. It happened in North Battleford, 1948. My mom lived just south of there, near Saskatoon. And Ariba, fortunately, my mom didn't. You'll always have, you'll always have, some will be amazed, and then there is they'll like it. Some will be perplexed. In other words, you have legitimate questions. Why is this in the front row? It's not fair. She should make room for someone else. Okay? It's a legitimate question, especially for an architect. This doesn't fit here. Why is that happening? So it's, it's good to have questions. It's, it's reasonable, perplexed, sincere questioning. Arriba, arriba, arriba. And then some mocked. That will all, just expect it. Always expect those three reactions. remember the days in Toronto that this started at 7 p.m. and it went to 2 a.m. And, and like John had to say, guys, we have to, we have to turn the lights off. Now. And then it went home with us. Boom. 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 That's why we came to the theological conclusion how did God fill us any way he wants. The main thing is to get filled. Main idea isn't about the controversy of how the feeling comes. The question is, is why? And you and I know when we're filled. And you and I know when we're lean in soul. And you and I know, come on, we know, and our partners and our spouses know, <clears throat> When we're not filled. And so I'm, I'm all for inner healing, RTF, get it all cleansed, everything like that. And I'm all for it going through processes. But I tell you what, when you just get big bang filled, it just takes care of a lot of stuff. Don't neglect the other stuff, okay? I'm not saying that. Arriba. Do not be drunk with wine. But be filled with 
with the Holy Spirit. I said we were going to turn to that passage. By the way, I'm going to go back even a little bit farther from verse 18. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You see, and he says, then he says, and do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, we can understand what the will of the Lord is. We're not just walking in our soul. We're not just walking in our human deliberations trying to figure out life. We get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then we get led by the Holy Spirit into the will of God. We get filled and led. We get filled and led to the Spirit. Also, walking in holiness, circumcised from the spirit of the age, doing real transformation. Conviction. I, I, I have seen people in this state of joy and drunkenness being completely circumcised from their past life. It's a, it cannot just be a joy part. It can be a complete cutting off from their past life, a sanctification. And entering into not just, wow, that was a great meeting, but entering into a sanctification for the rest of their lives. Understanding what the will of God is. Because we need the Holy Spirit. We just can't figure this out on our own. We need a power from on high. Wait in Jerusalem! Wait in Jerusalem! For the promise of the Father. So part of, the, part of the, the Father's heart message is to get filled. Wait in Jerusalem. And Acts 2 was, was the release of the promise of the Father. Through the Lord Jesus. <laughs> I'm being filled, sister. Because when you're getting filled, I'm getting filled. Arriba. Boom, 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 boom. And I don't like boring meetings. I'm 65 years old. I've been in enough. <laughs> I have been in enough boring meetings. Going back to Ephesians. Do not be drunk with wine. And in which is dissipation. In other words, you just waste your life. Dissipation is wasting. If we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, our lives will be in a wasting state. You may think you're living, but you're not living. You're wasting. Only the Spirit of God can connect us with the will of God in heaven. So that our lives have fruit, Purpose, creation, purpose, Ariba, speaking to one another. We got to speak to one another. 
can't stop assembling together. You got to gather, you got to connect with the Spirit, and the Lord will speak through the song, He'll speak through exhortation, and we'll get into a one another lifestyle. One another, there's 15 one another commands. And it works best when we're filled with the Spirit. Psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms. That's, that's what happened in North Battleford. They were filled with the Spirit and then spiritual songs. For those who don't understand, I'm, I'm going back and forth with, with Fount on a, a, a revival that was mainly rejected. I mean, for sure, the Evangelicals and Baptists rejected it. But even the Pentecostals didn't like it. Where people started speaking in psalms, and I mean, in spirituals, singing in the spirit. Angels joined. This cold place in northern Canada. I don't know why God likes starting these revivals in these cold places. It was really the precursor to it was really the precursor to the charismatic movement. These waves all fit into each other. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Lord, lift me up. And let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane. And I have found, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. So this morning, driving here from Somerville, South Carolina, that was the song in my heart. And I knew the Spirit was singing that through me. Because when you're filled with the Spirit, you will sing. You will get a melody. Something will get into your heart, lift you up through the power of this singing environment called glory. Where it is just filled First of all, Hebrews chapter 2, the Lord Jesus singing in the midst of his brethren. And then the angels singing. Revelation 4 and 5. And then every tongue, tribe, nation, color, language, as John saw, singing. I should tell you a story. In the early days of Toronto, when we were already in the second building, already in the, the Atwell building, and there you go. In, okay, I need to back up. Okay, ready? I'm just going to lay this on you. You guys are going to have to be willing to carry stigma 
River. In the Bible Belt of America. And it is a stigma. There will be, as we said before, a humility associated with it. Someone has got to be willing, 1 Corinthians 4, 1, to carry the mystery. I'm a steward of the mystery of God. Why is she, why is she, why are we, whatever, why am I going to read God so loves this world. Think too. You're going to think. There's, there's very, very good things. God starts demonstrating a message that looks visible and demonstrable at times. Even where the street where John Arnott <coughs> bought the second property, really the revival really took off, frankly, fell. God chose those who, who are not. He found. I mean, go figure that. Set. Worship leader was sin not. God used the Arnots and the Sinnots at well. Go figure that stuff. God likes riddles. Riddle and then say, I want you to figure this out. I'm gonna, and I'm going to give you a message in this.
I give you permission to drink. You realize that the way that the spiritual world is set up and the way that the church is set up and the way that your human nature is set up is that sometimes you need permission to go a step beyond. Because all of us have some kind of a religious background where there has been a lid put on us in that context, and someone has to give us permission to go beyond that lid. We, we maintain ourselves on this lower level if, if some kind of spiritual authority doesn't come in and give us permission. That's the way spiritual authority works. I just want to say, I give you permission to drink. I give you permission to explore glory. I give you permission to understand new wine. See, Mark and I earlier <laughs> he arranged the speaker in Toronto. What did you call him? Revival director. He arranged the speakers. Arriba. And I came home from Ukraine one time, and I think John probably told uh, you know, to, to have Dan, put Dan on. And, 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 and I don't know if you remember, you probably you, you just tens of thousands of messages, so you wouldn't remember this one. But when I said that to you this afternoon, I was thinking about it, and I remembered the message that I spoke. One of the messages, I was there for a few nights. And I, and, and I spoke on something that will make you really, really nervous when I give you this word. I spoke on experience as a her hermeneutic. This, make, this makes Baptists nervous. Hermeneutics is trying to understand the so We use historical context, original languages, geographical languages, the culture of the day, all those things. That we're supposed to understand God's holy word. Jesus came along to his disciples and said, uh, I'm going to betray to the elders. They're going to crucify me, but the third day I will rise from the dead. The next verse says, and they did not understand what he was saying. 
as plain as it was in, in about three different passages of Scripture in the New Testament, Jesus said that in the And they didn't understand it until, until when found. Until after he was crucified, after he was betrayed, crucified, rose and rose from the dead. They needed the experience to understand his words. And until they had the encounter with the experience, they did not understand the plain words of the Lord Jesus. It's absolutely incredible. I'm telling you, the church is still in this context. We have, a, we have a crawler. The church is still here. Friends, friends, come on, I include myself. We're all still here. That there's, there's understandings of the scriptures that only until after we experience. What does he mean by new wine? Oh, that's what he meant. What does he mean by glory? That's what he meant. What does he mean by angelic presence? Well, the angels start talking to you and, experience, and you experience the angelic presence. Ezekiel 1 tells us those, those, those angels go where the Spirit goes. Riba. Everybody doing? Good. I gotta tell you one story. Then want to pray for everybody. I'm gonna tell you my journey, but okay. There is this uh, revival was going on in Toronto for know a year or so there is this uh, pastor from the west coast of the United States Assembly of God burnt out tired ready to quit or black suit jackets and white shirts and ties everywhere he went to the McDonald's and he'd be dressed like that and his but his father was a spiritual man His father said, you, you, need, you need to go to the revival. And this guy said, heard things. His father said, you, you, you need to go to the revival, and I'll pay for you to go to the revival. I'll pay for your trip. Because his dad knew. Well, this guy walks into... I'm going to say our building, okay, the, the, the Atwell. And um, <clears throat> this kind of stuff was going on, multiplied by 500. This, so, so this guy comes in, and he stands against the side wall, crosses his arm. That's not from God. Why is that lady on the floor? That's not from God. Why is that lady taking three seats on the front row? 
That's not from God. Why is that person rolling? That's not from God. Why is that person crying? Not from God. Why is that person laughing? This couldn't be from God. I'm, I'm getting out of here. But as he was standing against the wall, he made a decision. I'm getting out of here. And he moved to get off the wall. The glory of God had glued him to the wall. Now, you don't learn that in Bible school. And sometimes when you preach, people will be glued to the wall by the glory of God. And these are the seven steps that you need to take when that happens in your meeting. There's just, there's no handbook on that. It's, it's, it's the theological premise is how does God fill us any way he wants. So, as he was glued to the wall, the Holy, the Holy Spirit came along and did a, a quick inner healing, RTF, sozo, circumcision in his heart. And said... I'm going to take a knife to your pride. I'm going to take a knife to your religion. And every time the Lord said, you know, one of those words, he got farther and farther and farther down the wall. Still glued to the wall, but farther down. And then I'm going to take a knife to your tradition. And I'm going to take a knife to your theology. And just kept on going right down until he was flat on the floor and... He was staying in a, in a hotel five minutes away. So, you know, John probably chased him out of the building at one o'clock in the morning or something. This guy was completely drunk. He gets in his car and starts driving to his hotel, which is five minutes away. An hour and a half later, he's in Niagara Falls. Now, I don't know if, we, if you guys know where the, what the context here is. It's, it's down the highway an hour and a half. And he has no idea how he got there. Well, he, you know, you're conscious, but you're drunk. And, and there's no way to kind of put that into a book. That you can still drive, but you're, but you're drunk. And he gets out of the car, and he, there he's staring at Niagara Falls. Now, by this time, I have no idea. It's, it's maybe 2 o'clock in the morning. Like I, I, I knew this guy personally. He told me this story. And he didn't understand outpouring. You could read outpouring. You could theologize outpouring. You could you know, read books about it. Find that word in the Bible. Do a Greek word study and a Hebrew word study on it. But until you have an outpouring and you're stuck against the wall and you drive an hour and a half and stare at Niagara Falls, 
under the providence and the pressure, the physical pressure of the Holy Spirit, then you can understand the outpouring. And he, he took this outpouring all over Asia. He, and he, he took his suit off. We had him in Ukraine multiple times. I mean, for me just to have him, I mean, I'm surrounded by communists. I'm renting halls. You understand, I'm renting halls from atheists and communists. I'm not just teaching, like, Eastern Orthodox theology. We're, we're, we're bringing in the river. And these communists, and this guy, all he can do is walla walla bing bang, walla walla bing bang, walla walla bing bang. Walla walla bing bang. Walla walla bing bang, walla walla bing bang. Like, where is that? In the, is that in the Apocrypha? Where, did I miss that part? <laughs> Holly drink! Drink, Holly! I give you permission. To drink. And so, I'm in it for life. I'm in it. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll end with this. I'm in it. I don't want to get out. The Lord even wouldn't, wouldn't let me get out, even if I want to, but I, I don't want to get out. And, and no, here, here, here's the thing. God will teach you, God will teach you, God will teach you how to carry this. For this community right here, what I have to, I'm going to Ukraine next month, I'm going there for seven weeks, there's war, there is horror, there are missiles, there are rockets. I want to tell you something, I've been there four times during the war, this, this, this happens all over the place in the middle of the war. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when those guys are facing what they're facing, I want to be a cupbearer and bring joy to them. That's what i got to do in that context. What you got to do in your context, may the Lord give you wisdom. May the Lord. I, <laughs> I say this as a Baptist brother to you. May the Lord give you wisdom in YWAM, with the children, with the youth, with the arts. Fire. Fire on this man of fire. Arriba. Lord, go into their inner man. Go into their inner man, Ephesians 3.16. May you be filled with glory in your inner man. 
I pray to the Father of glory that he may fill your inner man, that out of the riches of his glory, your food is glory for your inner man. Your food for your outer body, it could be kale, it could be McDonald's hamburgers, it could be good, it could be bad, whatever you want. But there's only one food for the inner man. It's the glory of God. Ephesians 3.16. And your spirit, your born-again spirit, has the capacity to contain and to grow in glory. In your inner man. You have the capacity for it. You've got to get into that atmosphere of glory. So, <laughs> what's going on here? They're off the, they're off the first three seats. I like satisfied clients. Who needs healing in your body? If, you're, if you need healing in your body, just raise your hand. Hey, I, are you able to share what's, what your need is, your physical need? Your jaw. This uh, syndrome called first bite. When I eat something, my whole jaw seizes, and so my whole, my whole side of my face hurts. Let me pray for you. Would you let my wife and I pray for you? Okay. Your, your first name again? Jennifer. Okay. Father, I pray for the fire of God to come upon Jennifer. Pray for the glory of God. This atmosphere that we're in right now. I pray that that fire would go into her jaw. Come upon her, Holy Spirit. I declare kingdom of God come. I declare will of God be done. Lord Jesus, you are the resurrected Christ and you pour out fullness of healing. You, the Lord is for the body and the body is for the Lord. The Lord is for the body and the body is for the Lord. So I pray for fire on her jaw. How long have you had this? About five years. Five years. Go in, Lord. Go in. Go in. Glory of God. Let heaven touch our sister in Jesus' name by the Spirit of God. Heal her.
Go in. Quicken her mortal body, Lord. Quicken her mortal body. Quicken her mortal body. Fire, fire, fire. Okay, Jennifer, while we're praying for you, are you feeling anything? Just be honest with us. Okay. More, Lord. Not just in your jaw, but are you anywhere in your system, are you feeling anything? Okay. No problem. <laughs> More, Lord. More. Fire. 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 Fill. 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 Fire. Fill. Fire. Go into that jaw. Can I put my hand on your jaw? Go into that jaw, Lord. Strengthen her mortal body, as you have promised. Strengthen, quicken her mortal body. In Jesus' name. You're welcome. But are you feeling anything? <laughs> okay. Let's pray one more time. Lord, go in. Is there any trauma or anything that happened five years ago in your life, an event that was specifically around this time that you got this condition? Let, let us just, uh, Lord, more, more into that place. Are you moving your jaw on purpose right now? Because it is, it has, it was. Lord, go into this place. Go in, wh wherever that is. Create, recreate. Create, recreate out of this atmosphere of glory for your daughter Jennifer manifest the father's love demonstrate the father's love into that place and we we wait for a good report in Jesus name amen bless you Jennifer okay everybody Thank you for letting me drink with you tonight.
to have drinking meetings in Elam from time to time? You, you had waves of outpouring there, right? I, yeah. You know, that when I, I lived in Fort Erie, near Niagara Falls, like Buffalo, right? And we would go down to Elam, like Ralph Mahoney was there. And, and Elam was like a hot spot. And the tabernacle, the those are our hot spots before Toronto. Bless you all. There's always more, friends. And I know that your hearts is that it is you're you're always after the more. We both turned sixty-five this year. We're still after the more. We've been in this with Wimber, the vineyard. I was a Baptist preacher. And in my little office, I had talked many people out of speaking in tongues because I had that conviction as a Baptist. And I started, then I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in my mother-in-law's living room. Can you imagine the theological implications of, your, of being baptized in the Holy Spirit in your, the, in your mother-in-law's living room anyways? And I repented and I started going around to apologize to people that I had talked out of speaking in tongues. I was deeply contrite. And my friend from Pennsylvania came up, and I called him up, and I said, you got to come up here. We need to talk about the Holy Spirit. His name was Todd. So he came up to my little Baptist church. They're on the, on the, on the Niagara River across from Buffalo, New York. And I said, Todd... It's real. I want to, I repent. The Holy Spirit is here. I have tons. It's just completely has redone me inside. And while we were talking about the Holy Spirit, this is in 1984, I started going, hee, 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 hee. Woo, hoo, hoo, hoo. Ah, ha, ha. And the next thing we know, my friend Todd and I are in my little Baptist office on the floor, rolling and laughing at the top of our lungs. Sharaba. And after about 20 minutes, we get off the floor. Now, this is before Toronto. There's, there's no historical context in my paradigm for this. And, and we got off the floor, and, and Todd looked at me, and he said, what was that? 
And I said, I don't know, but it sure felt good. And that, that, that became my theology. I don't know, but that sure felt good. I can explain it through the Lord Jesus as the cupbearer from heaven pouring out, like Nehemiah was the cupbearer and all that stuff. But, um, wow. I've been drinking ever since. That was 40 years ago. Ugh. And then the Lord said, take this and bring it to Belarus and to Russia and to Turkey and to all these places and to Israel. Apparently, he likes it. Apparently, he likes it. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, folks. Thank you, Dan. Isn't this the most childlike 65-year-old you've ever met? That's why we were determined to catch these two on the way through. We love you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been wonderful. We're coming back to drink with you. Come on, come back and drink. We're coming back to drink. Absolutely. Drinking crowd. And drinking crowd. We're the drinking crowd in Myrtle Beach. Cha. Aren't we, ladies? And Ira. Tired of drinking. Tired of drinking. Sometimes we get tired of thinking. But we never get tired of drinking. Boom papa, boom papa, boom papa, boom boom boom, boom papa, boom papa. All right, you drunks, go home, and <laughs> we'll come back for some more drinking on Sunday. We've got a school tomorrow. Uh, a week, yes, you can come and drink at the school. We usually do, <laughs> and, uh, but you do need to be registered if you're going to drink at the school until Sunday morning. Not for Sunday. Sunday, you all come. We'll all drink. So. Yay. Bless you all. School starts tomorrow evening. Tomorrow evening. Tomorrow evening. Okay. So go out and cause Myrtle Beach to be amazed, perplexed, and maybe to mock. But whatever you do, stay drunk.